And we're back on the KYMN Morning Show. Joining us uh, this morning is our state representative for District 20B, Todd Lippert. Good morning. Good morning. Representative Lippert, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, glad to glad to make it. Made it just in time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have, a, maybe you can talk to the folks at MnDOT if you've got some... Uh, right, got stuck in a yeah. light. Yeah. I'm going to cross the highway, so yeah. I'll have to... Have a combo with them. Yeah, good, because that, uh, that that drives me crazy. I go there several times a day, and you sit and sit and sit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the legislative session continued this week. Uh, is is this week the deadline week, or is it next week? Uh, we so March 25th is our first deadline week. So oh, so it's a couple of weeks. So a couple of weeks, and then we have a uh, second deadline week after third deadline the week following. So uh, it's coming up, and time is of a premium, but uh, March 25th, that's the first deadline, so every bill has to have a hearing in one chamber or the other to still be, um, quote-unquote, alive, mm-hmm. uh, still be uh, in play for the rest of the session. Let's talk about what you've been working on this week. Uh, so, uh, you know, a big event that uh, happened yesterday, we passed drought relief off the House floor, and that's something that I've been, really been working on since since this summer. Uh, so we passed a, a package that has a couple different parts. Um uh, a portion for agriculture and then actually a portion for the DNR uh, maintaining our green infrastructure too. So there are two um, groups of farmers that were really hard hit by the drought, uh, livestock producers. So any producer that had pasture, had, had uh, cattle or other animals on pasture uh, were hit very hard, as well as specialty producers. So these are producers growing for farmers markets or community-supported agriculture, direct marketing uh, product to consumers. Um, and those specialty producers don't have access to crop insurance in the same way that conventional farmers do. Um, so many of those producers were hit really hard by the drought. So we, um, I worked uh, with the Ag Commissioner among uh, some other legislators to work uh, get this pa- package put together uh, with making sure that we were getting the specialty producers included. And we passed a package that has um, grants for up to $10,000 for these producers that they can, they can apply for. Uh, it's not everything, but it'll help pay a few bills. Um, uh, we're hearing they're still having trouble uh, finding feed, just getting ready for the season. And then on the um, on the DNR side, um, DNR reported that, that 6.8 million seedlings were lost uh, due to the drought. So a lot of trees that were planted across the state uh, just burned up. And so uh, there's also support for communities uh, to replant those trees. Um, you know, this drought is being impact is accelerated by climate change or intensified by it. We have to both be supporting farmers through it and maintaining our green infrastructure that will help us in the long term as well. Boy, I'm, we, here's to hoping that uh, this year is going to be a better year. We go into daylight savings time uh, this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, however you want to look at it. But uh, uh, that's, I guess, a sure sign that spring is on the way, along with warm weather we're going to have next week. That's right. And and this drought relief package will help, you know, it's helped some of these producers hit the hardest, get to that next growing season. Um, and uh, we're glad to get it get it off the house floor uh, uh somewhat similar packages moving in the senate it'll go to conference committee probably next week all right uh state representative todd lippert is with us uh that was that part of the uh, ag uh committee that you're on yes so okay. uh, that work has been has uh gone through the ag committee and um it's been a big topic of conversation for quite a while all right what other things have you been working on uh so this this week um i 
uh, had a hearing in the property tax committee uh, for a local option sales tax authorization for Rice County. And uh, if this goes through, there would be a vote on the ballot for residents of Rice County uh, to authorize a local option sales tax. The Rice County Board has a plan for a new safety center, uh, a replacement of the Rice County Jail. The Rice County Jail recently was downgraded by the Department of Corrections uh, for not having enough space for uh, recreation and programming uh, for um, uh, inmates there. And they have a plan for building a new a new center. Um, a portion will be paid for, is they're proposing to just pay for the uh, interest on the debt with a local option sales tax. So um, I worked with the uh, county commissioner and Rice County Administrator Folstead to present that this week. Uh, if it goes through the legislature, is included in the House bill and the Senate bill and passed, uh, then then residents of Rice County will have a chance to decide whether they want to put this local option sales tax in place. Now, that sales tax, is that, since the, the voters will be uh, voting on this at some point, as you had mentioned, is that uh, a pretty easy sale through the legislature? Will you, you run into any type of... Uh, uh, oh, interference or turbulence as it goes through? Uh, it's tricky. Uh, you know, I think Republicans are uh, resistant to taxes generally. Um, and there's some concern. Uh, you know, I have some mixed feelings about a local option sales tax, too. It's a, it's a more regressive tax. Um, but I uh, you know, wanted to honor the work of the Rice County Board and have that conversation in the legislature. And I think it's appropriate that uh, we have some debate over the course of the year and uh, voters get a chance to decide. Yeah, the uh, you get the final vote on that, folks. So uh, once again, Todd Leppert is, is with us. You know, there has been, uh, you know, of course, a lot of talk. Everybody knows there's a nine-plus billion-dollar surplus hanging out there. Uh, as you make your way through your committees and hear from other people who have uh, other legislators who have bills coming through and such, is that kind of the dominant thing is uh, in each one are you able to separate uh, all these these bills uh, without having that nine billion dollars hanging out there is there a little chunk of everything in, in a lot of these bills a lot of conversation is around the around the surplus and and around um the finance bills that, w- that we can pass and you know there's a lot of need in uh, minnesota right now so you know, I'm hearing a lot about child care. Uh, we're hearing about child care everywhere. Uh, we're hearing a lot about um, making sure that we can support um, that facilities that serve people with disabilities and older adults can uh, pay their workers. So that we have a health care reimbursement that's really that's really allowing um, those organizations to keep up with the private market. Um, need for affordable housing, supporting our schools. So there, there's a lot of need, and we're having uh, having a lot of those conversations at the legislature. There's policy work that we're you know doing at the same time. Bonding work is going on, uh, but with surplus, that that conversation is really dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, uh, Representative Lippert with us. You're on the uh, Climate and, and Energy uh, uh, Committee as well. You have talked about the smart grid and bringing that to Northfield. Has there been more work on that? Has that advanced any further over the course of the past week? Uh, it hasn't advanced any further. Uh, it's where it needs to be in the House and um, you know, trying to get some traction on it in the Senate. That hasn't been going as well, um, but it's where it needs to be in the House, and it'll be something that we'll be uh, negotiating for most likely as we get to the end of session. You're also in, I'm looking down here, that you have the Behavioral Health Policy Division. That's a new committee this year, is it not? It is a new committee this year. Have you had much going on there? Have you met much? 
Yeah, we've been uh, meeting regularly, and uh, you know, there's this great need for behavioral health uh, right now, and uh, a lot of a lot of proposals are moving through that committee. Um, you know, making sure a, a huge need is just su- supporting getting practitioners into the field. Uh, we need more behavioral health professionals um, everywhere across the state. So that's been that's been a big concern. Um, and then, you know, supporting... I've been involved in conversations locally about supporting uh, mental health, especially, um, you know, through the public safety or crisis response. And, um, and you know, having conversations about how do we get some more mental health providers or more uh, crisis support here in Rice County. And, um, you know, we just been having we know it's a huge need um you have crisis support issues making sure you get more providers in place getting more mental health professionals in our schools as well uh so we have a lot to talk about in that committee and we're moving a lot of policy pieces forward all right now is there a state uh you know you're on the uh Ag Board, we have a Department of Agriculture, we have a DNR, we have a Department of Transportation, Department of Labor. Do we have a, is this Health and Human Services? What? Where does this fall in? Uh, it's, a, it's a part of Health and Human Services. There actually is a proposal this session to separate out a Department of Behavioral Health. Uh, so we're having some debate about uh, whether it would lead to better outcomes if we had a separate commissioner for uh, behavioral health that was that was working on those issues, um, and so I've had a variety of conversations about you know would this structural change actually lead to better outcomes, and and not surprisingly, uh, people are divided on that. Uh, there isn't necessarily agreement. So you know I'm trying to learn more. We're trying to learn more, uh, but we know behavioral health, mental health, substance abuse is a huge concern, um, and we need to do a better job of addressing it. All right. Anything else that uh, either went on last week or will be coming up this week that we should be keeping our eyes out? So uh, this next week, you know, I I think um, one big conversation will be the uh, drought relief will move to a conference committee. We'll see what uh, the final form of that legislation will look like. Um, I'm starting to get ready for a hearing in the Climate and Energy Committee. Don't know if it'll be this week or next on a clean fuel standard. So that's uh, a pretty big policy that would reduce the carbon intensity of fuels uh, over the interim had conversations with officials in california oregon washington british columbia about this policy they're really excited about the difference it's making in those states and it's really a centerpiece of their climate policy uh it's both would reduce uh carbon emissions in transportation and would help us reduce reduce methane emissions um and many farmers locally have been benefiting from these this policy out in west coast states uh, because it's it's good for biofuels, especially moving towards advanced biofuels, and it would be a good option for Minnesota. So looking forward to that conversation taking place in climate energy before the first deadline. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And always, look forward to always glad to, to be here. Glad I made it on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in time. Just I'll talk to you wire. next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Todd Leppert, our state representative for District 20B. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080. Rich is back in and two. Here's MNN.